Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Welcome to an episode, a, a free preview, if you will, of the typical, typically, typical, typically Patreon-exclusive pivot point. In place of this week's episode, we couldn't swing doing an episode this week on Tuesday. Uh, I, I hear it's Valentine's Day, and uh, we all were vetoed. So it's true. Uh, we're going to be releasing this on the podcast feed tomorrow. So we appreciate anybody tuning in live. Uh, we've done a few of these free previews. What we typically do, we're going through different market information, whether it's uh, DTC, KTC, Fantasy Calc, uh, Startup ADP, and we're comparing my tiers, Mitch's values against those, and identifying market inefficiencies and where we can pivot, hence the pivot point. But today, we're going to be going through two startups that are actually still going on that our patrons have uh, taken part in. I'm the commish, still February 12th. Super Bowl Sunday. I've not joined a startup. Very proud of that. That's this is by far the longest I've gone without any new startups. But uh Mitch, Super Bowl Sunday. We were just saying before the show, like maybe this makes me a bad football fan. I don't care. I, I'm completely same thing. Like, I just hope it'll be a good game. But really for me, it's this is what we do this time of year, right? I was even talking to my wife about it this weekend. This time of year, I don't really care about the playoffs. I don't really care about the Super Bowl. I care about startup values and how they're going to affect things and when best ball comes into play, how they're going to affect things. Um, but like you and I are in enough leagues now to where we don't really want to do more startups, right? right. And so this is the great thing is we have so many startups going in our Discord, even the ones that you don't commission. I mean, there's another one that's getting signed up right now that you're the commission of there's another one that you're not a commission of that someone's doing it so i mean there's just these startups going all the time so for us not being in startups we get to see all these values because we could keep count of all these and you make these awesome spreadsheets that i get to look at and i mean it's it's just fun so now i don't need to oh hey i need a startup so i could see players values now i get to do this instead that's exactly it. And that's why a lot of it was, was happening. I, well, I mean, we can say it's because we didn't want to add more leagues. If that makes us sleep better at night, if that oh, helps us, uh, you know, when I tell my therapist, Hey, I joined 50 more startups, but they're all for research doc. They're all for yeah, research. It's important. <laughs> I need to figure out the tax implications on this. If I could start writing off all of my dynasty losses, that'd be great. Yeah, you'd probably have no taxable income then. If exactly. You <laughs> yeah, I'd be free. I won't be owing the government this year. All right. So a few weeks ago, and the, you know, I, I know we just did a startup episode three weeks ago, mm -hmm. and that was more really strategy focused. What we're doing, going about the the startups here, uh, and it really carries over year to year for the most part, mm -hmm. but. What we're doing today, we have these two startups that we're comparing to to my tiers. Mitch, you can you can talk to your your values where maybe I'm wrong, maybe the startups are right. And then I also went back the two startups that we discussed on that episode I mentioned about three weeks ago. 
it was November 26th. That's when the startup began and December 22nd. I have their cumulative positional draft picks through round 10. And for the sake of today's discussion in, a, in my little spreadsheet, and I will blast this out to everybody on the Patreon after this episode, but it's through round 19. And it's always a weird number with me. It's never just, an, Oh, no, round 20. Because when I put this together, we had 19 rounds of players where they, or picks where they went in both startups. So I wanted I, I didn't want to have one where, you know, pick 308 was taken and then in the other it wasn't. The only big discrepancy was where Tom Brady was taken because it oh, was yeah, like the day before our guy, Ronnie Cavalier, takes him and then he retires. And it like the timing was just awful there. Anyway. No real surprises here going into the first round. It's been the quarterback central, right? Yes. Yep. And I'm looking at, we did a $25 league, a $50 league, something else that we do in our Patreon offering different price points. Heck, if people want to do a $10 league, I'd commission that for, for everyone. Uh, I, I see Jeff. I see, I see B Ford. I see Ronnie, Greg in the chat. Yeah. It's an analytics show analytics come on uh mitch is going to get one that says film and then i'm not going to do that (laughs) witchcraft or something um no i have a sasquatch i think killing no a dwarf killing a sasquatch so yeah you know it works my johnny would probably love that shirt see it's a great shirt man yeah okay so going through this and again i will blast this out to everybody after the episode uh just so you can kind of go back maybe listen to it a second time and then take a look at this, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 quarterbacks in the first 12 picks for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so we did the $25 league, the $50 league, the one from December 22nd, I mentioned the one from November 26th, uh, eight quarterbacks, 10 quarterbacks, nine quarterbacks, 10 quarterbacks. Do you think that trend continues here throughout the, the off season? I do. I think going into drafts, you could have a very good expectations of you're going to see at least nine quarterbacks. You're going to see Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase go. And the one Oh one is going to go between like the one ten and the two Oh two. You could just kind of expect that. Sorry. The one Oh one for 23, pretty mm-hmm. much Bijan. That's where he's going to go. Um, but it's really good knowing that because if you're saying, you know what, maybe I want to buck that trend a little bit. Maybe I want Jonathan Taylor in the first. Maybe I want to have A.J. Brown. Maybe A.J. Brown blows up in the Super Bowl. His value goes up a little bit. But you really need to think about the quarterbacks that you're going to be missing out on. I mean, you're going to have the top ones, and then you're going to not be able to get Dak, Watson, Tua, or Murray. So you're like, what happens at that point is you don't see any other quarterbacks come off the board for like three more rounds. because we don't like any of those quarterbacks at this point. So it's just really on how the dynasty landscape is right now, especially in Superflex. If you miss out on those quarterbacks, you better build a very solid team around them because people aren't moving those players. And we're going to review some of the trades that actually took place in these two startups that are going on right now. And not only do we have the picks, 
but we have the specific players. So it's going to be very interesting. And it's always interesting because you see the startup trades and on paper, you're like, yeah, those pick values. It makes sense. It looks fair. And then you see the names associated with those picks and you go back and you think about existing leagues. Would we see that same Mm -hmm. trade? How does it, how does it change? And I think it really comes down to, uh, well, we'll we'll get to that because I had another follow-up comment question for you on these 10 first round quarterbacks. Do you think this is a case of, again, the two leagues going on right now, they're all patrons. Mm -hmm. The two leagues that went on previously, probably 10 of 12 in each were patrons. Do you think it's a little bit of hive mind mentality? Oh, without a doubt. But so how how much do you think this changes when we go out into the wild and you're in a non-patron startup? How does it shift? Or does it not really shift in the first round specifically? I think what you'll honestly see is you might see Bijan go a little bit higher. But that's about it. I mean, you'll probably not see 10 or 9 quarterbacks. You might see 8 quarterbacks in the first round. But then the run's going to happen in the second. And so the only thing you're really missing out on is, hey, if you want two of those guys, do you really want to trade up to the end of the first to get them? Or in a public league, maybe you could wait until 203 and 204 to get a Dak or a Watson or something like that. But I, just the way that the field, who are you going to take over the quarterbacks right now? A.J. Brown is about the only one that comes to mind. If he has like a really big Super Bowl, I can see him going up. C.D. Lamb, I don't see him going in the first of too many leagues. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. It's not going to happen. So who are you going to move up above the quarterbacks? Right. And that's a really good point. And I, I think, and this is, I say, I think, because it is limited data available. It is my buzzwords always. It's very anecdotal. So this Mm -hmm. is not going to be overarching, but a few folks in the Patreon have shared some startups therein with folks outside Mm -hmm. of our little bubble. And, we would be naive to think that, uh, you know, this little bubble that we have isn't just that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look on Twitter and you have the bigger hive mindset, but yeah, we, we still have that in our, in our discord. Um, but what I think we'll see is you made you made a point. I think it's valid. Maybe we don't see 10 quarterbacks in the first, maybe we see eight, but whereas, we, and that is a collective we mm-hmm. of the Dynasty Theory Patreon. Uh, we always plug it. Fantastic conversations, twenty four seven. Even if we're not involved, uh, like I always tout everybody because it's such a smart group. But anyway, enough of feeding their egos. I think what we'll see is more quarterbacks in these public leagues float up into the second, third, and fourth. So whereas we have a gap between pick 17 and pick 52, Mm -hmm. where there's no quarterbacks, we're going to see those other quarterbacks float because people in those leagues, not necessarily understanding how the trends are are going Mm -hmm. in these startups throughout the off season up to this point, maybe it's their first startup. Maybe it's their first startup this off season. They're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, nine, eight quarterbacks went in the first round. It's going to continue. It's going to continue. And that's going to pull up the the Trey Lance. 
the Cousins, the Russ, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Mac Jones, uh, even Stafford. So you're going to get those guys to be elevated. So the real value, I think, in those leagues is going to be third round through sixth round. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always talk about if you can trade back, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth here. If you can trade back and accumulate more picks in those rounds, you're not going to get on the wrong side of a run, but you're going to be able to accumulate players that are slipping in those types of leagues because these other quarterbacks are elevated. Um, any thoughts on that? It's yeah. I mean, I'm in complete agreement there. It's what I find really interesting is when you get out of the first round now, because I think you could see differences in more so in public leagues. And that's really who we're kind of speaking to this week is we're going to see, maybe we see a running back run because we do have good young running backs. Mm-hmm. Now I could totally see Taylor Brees, Walker, ETN, the one Oh four end up going in the second round. And then you end up getting, you know, the other wide receivers. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I love him. I could see him not going in the second. And then I could see Garrett Wilson sliding a little bit. T Higgins sliding a little bit. Then all of a sudden you get all these running backs boosted which creates just a different dynamic in the league, right? Right. And I'm looking at a comment here from Resolute mm-hmm. Rock. In a non-PPR mm-hmm. super flex league, how do you shift your strategy? Is it still good to build through wide receivers because of stability? Which wide receivers get a boost? Better trade back at running back to collect rookie mid-round running back darts. John is going to say yes. Yes to all of these. Yeah, there there is a, a shift to an extent, mm-hmm. but you're still going to see like these high end wide receivers: Jefferson, Chase, AJ Brown, Lamb, Waddle. They they give you that touchdown upside. Whereas in a non super flex, sorry, correction, non PPR league, you're hurting those mid tier wide receivers more than anything. Mm-hmm. And it happens with tight ends too. When you go from 0.5 PPR across the board for tight ends to one PPR across the board for all positions and you get into two PPR that elevates the, uh, not so much this year, but a commit a Dalton Schultz, those players that are just those accumulators. So the real players that you are, you're hurting here, it's going to be, those PPR guys that don't give you that much upside mm-hmm. uh, because of touchdowns. Maybe, it, maybe it trickles into a Keenan Allen. Maybe it's a Jacoby Myers. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, looking at some other wide receivers here. Uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, players mm-hmm. like that. So I think while you're removing the PPR, it's still a valuable, uh, it's valuable for your team here. This coffee's still kicking in, Mitch. It's still kicking. Now you're good. And like in non-PPR, um, a big thing you will also see happen is, so looking at our sheets, J.K. Dobbins, Derek Henry were like late sixth round picks, right? In non-PPR, they're going to go a lot higher because they're only low because, well, Derek Henry's getting older, but Nick Chubb is right around him as well. 
They're getting older, but they don't get catches, so they're not as valued in a PPR league. So you'll see them get booped up, booped up, <laughs> moved up. But Boop them get, up. You'll get someone like DeAndre Swift who's going to drop because he's there because everyone's like, oh, hey, he could be the next, next Austin Eckler sort of guy, right? But you take that PPR away from him. I don't think he'll be close to as high as what he is now. Right. So I think we we still see those high-end wide receivers go. If anything, we see a slight drop in the running backs, like you said, in Austin Eckler, because now they're they're not accumulating those points for receptions. And it's an interesting question because it's something we don't really talk about on the show. No, not a lot. We we don't talk a lot about a lot of uh, mm-hmm. standard scoring. So I I, th- I think that's a fantastic question. Oh, no, it's great. Yeah, I I think it's great to get a different perspective and a different setting and league format. Hopefully, we're able to shed some light on that and answer uh, uh, a little bit there. Uh, B forward in the chat. I hate to buck the hive mind, but I think the gap between the quarterbacks we like and the next batch is probably too big. I do think a few of Lance Cousins, Russ Stafford, Goff dimes should be bumped up a bit if you don't have a second quarterback. And and that that's fair. You you know we're looking at them in the fifth round here, mm-hmm. sixth round. Maybe they go up into the fourth. Uh, but I, again, I I think we're gonna see leagues where that initial quarterback run people worry and it gets floated up yep. into the second, third, early fourth. Um, let's see here. There, I had another follow-up question for you. And of course, while you were talking, like I had a million follow-up questions, uh, that the running backs, we talked about these, uh, infusion of the, the young running backs. Let's talk about some of the rookie picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the comment from Resolute Rock. Yeah. Gonna boop those guys up my <laughs> rankings. Boop them up. Boop Speaking them up. at seven o'clock in the morning isn't the e- easiest thing in the world. I know when you just wake up because when you get on before we we hit record and go live, like you can just you're like the groggy frog over oh, there. Yeah. Yep. Hey, what's going on? Hey. All right. So picks. Uh, we talked about the one one. That's gonna be discussed uh, so much throughout the off season. For me personally, I think where they are going, 102 and 103, mm-hmm. because of how I have them tiered with the 104. And I know a lot of people, they're going to have 101, 102, and then that separation. I I don't see the separation between 102, 103, and 104. So for me personally, the way it's playing out right now in startups, 102 and 103, they're going too early for me. Hmm. Well, again, look at exist. I hate to compare things to existing leagues, yes. but you got 102 and 103 in two PPR going before Kyle Pitts. I know you're not a huge Pitts guy going before Mark <laughs> no, Andrews. <laughs> I mean, I Amon Ross St. Brown is going after the 103 Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Like there, there is too much risk. You are backing yourself in a corner with that 102 and 103 to either take quarterback or yeah, it's going to be quarterback yeah. or you, you go with Jameer Gibbs because now God, if you, it, right. So there's going to be people that don't like Jameer Gibbs. I like Jameer Gibbs. I knew you don't, but let's say, okay, Gibbs gets a garbage landing spot and people just, and, and he slips to the third somehow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at, well, maybe I take my, my wide receiver one in this class 
you're you're taking that wide receiver over Waddle, St. Brown, Wilson. You, it, it's an instant loss, and it, 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 it it's is too it's too much risk. Unless you're just planning on getting a quarterback there, I think if you're planning on getting the young quarterback there, there isn't the Kenny Pickett right now there to where no one really likes him. Right? He went to a great spot, but no one was like, "I'm gonna take him at the 103." But I think with Stroud, you know, there's I don't think so with Young, but just with both of them, I think there's going to be enough enough hype with those players that they'll they'll be okay there. Is it a reach? Yeah, but if you compare it with the other quarterbacks, is it a reach? I don't think so. And you've seen me in a mock Superflex rookie draft now. I'm a complete that 104. It might as well be right next to that 103 for me because I see absolutely no difference with the with the top three quarterbacks. And but, but see, that's my point there. Mm-hmm. That you're getting a round difference between 103 and 104. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of speaking the same language as me here, where the 104 is a far better value. And I don't even think it's a value necessarily. I think it's where it should be going, mm-hmm. a far better value. Than that 102 and 103. And again, I know a lot of people have that gap between 102 and 103. And that's fine. If that's the way you have a value, that's a different discussion. But you're you're backing yourself into that corner where, okay, if you're 102 or 103 and you took them and now you're in your rookie draft and you can't trade out because you're not going to get the return necessary, you didn't leave any room for error. It's not like you got 103 late in the third round and now if you choose to move that pick, okay, you're kind of maxing it out where it is for the time being. I would much prefer, and we'll get into the specific trades, but I would love to trade back if possible once you hit that middle of the second round of startups. Yeah, I could see that. I see what you're meaning now. I was looking at it compared to, uh, like, even for me in my head right now, I look at the 102, I see Young. I look at the 103. I see Stroud 104 right now for me is Levis. So I'm like, okay, there's Levis. And so in my mind, I'm like, I could see where they're sliding, but you're right. Everyone isn't going to be taking the quarterbacks there. They might be taking Gibbs. Maybe they take Addison or whoever the wide receiver one ends up being. So I could totally see the case. Yeah. And the way you're looking at it, man, we're, we're getting too chummy here and getting along too well. I don't like it. Uh, I need more coffee. So we argue a little bit more. I'm sure you can, but when you look at it compared to the quarterbacks going ahead of them, I think it's fair where you would have them rank positionally. Mm-hmm. It's the gap though, between, and of course in my tiers, I'm going to think that they are where they should be. They're mm-hmm. my tiers. Damn it. They're, they're perfect. They're right. So the gap between the one Oh two and one Oh three in that next set of quarterbacks it shouldn't be two and a half rounds. Yeah. yeah That's just that. my opinion. And again, we'll get into specific trades and, and discussions there. Um, so that's the 102 and 103. We have the running backs here. Let's get into them a little bit. Of course, it's going to be the 101, but then it's JT, Brees, Walker, McCaffrey, Etienne, Barkley, Eckler. Uh This is the one, and if you look at the cumulative, Mitch, in columns M, we have zero running backs in round one in both of the current startups. Through two rounds, we have five and three. Through three, six, and seven. Uh, You don't really see 
it's kind of more of a steady it is running backs trickling in throughout yeah. you don't really see that big break where you see it with quarterbacks you see it with wide receivers mm-hmm. to an extent you certainly see it with tight ends do you think that's fair do you think that's kind of how it should be going do you think there should be more of a gap at some point like we see across the other positions i don't think so and this is what's so interesting because Dynasty startups haven't been this way, I would say, for three to four years to where we saw so many running backs going so early, but they're good running backs. That's the thing is there's before there was times where we'd see like Kenyon Drake go up this high because, you know, he got that free agent money and we saw Jarek McKinnon go that high because of free agent money. These guys are just all good young backs. And so in my opinion, it kind of makes me want to get them instead of building through the uh, through the wide receivers only because if running backs are going higher that means there's going to be wide receivers going lower that I'm going to like right and you get through these running backs once you get past DeAndre Swift I'm not extremely happy to have Chubb Harris Stevenson JK Dobbins Derrick Henry any of those guys is my running back one but if you tell me maybe I could get a court let's just say I go Josh Allen the first I get Kenneth Walker at the end of the second. I start with Travis Etienne, the beginning of the third. That's a pretty good solid foundation because I'm going to miss out on Bijan. That's the thing that you have to look at this is you could have a plan going into the startup draft on, hey, I want these players. If you get the 102, there's certain players you're not going to get. You're never going to have Bijan on your team if you have the 102. But you could have Mahomes or Josh Allen. And so how are you going to be like, well, someone else in the league is going to have Bijan and they're probably going to end up getting the 104, 105 as well. Is this one I just hit running backs to make sure that I'm selling that position? And right now, I'm okay with Jonathan Taylor on my team for four years. I'm okay with Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, all those guys. So in my opinion, yeah, I think this has changed the way that I look at startups this year. Are there any, and this goes into more just all of the positions together, are there any gaps that you see throughout the startup, throughout the, the way they've been going here that like me with, once you hit that mid second, you're like, I don't want to make a pick here. More it's closer to the mid third now. Cause I think there's just a glut of people there. You're looking at, do you want Jalen Waddle, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, T Higgins, Chris Olave. I mean, I want other people to make those picks and I'll just pick Devonte Smith in the next round and be okay with it. Yeah, that discount's slipping away, though. It is. Devontae Smith. Tight end. I would like to say I'm the reason for it, to be honest. Here, let's see. B. Ford. I'm curious where you see Tyreek, Diggs, Cup, Adams go versus Wilson, Olave, DK, Devontae. Some people still prefer the older ones. Startup data I've seen has them all mixed together. No clear tiering. So looking at it strictly... From wide receivers here, let's do a little filter. So we got Jefferson, Chase, A.J. Brown, People C.D. hate Cup right now. I mean, you I, can't move him in existing leagues, and in these leagues, he's going in what, the end of the fifth pretty much? End of the fourth, beginning of the, of the fourth, fifth, yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have, let's see, I'm trying to focus just on the names here. Waddle, Amon Ra. So it's Wilson, Higgins, Alave. Then you, you sprinkle in Diggs, Tyreek, and then Devontae. Mm-hmm. Then you go Metcalf, London, Cup. So, yeah, I agree with the, the overall comment there, there from Brian. You don't really see, all right, here's the young guys. Yep. 
to your break, here's the older guys. They are going relatively in that same area, end of the third, beginning of the fourth. Yep. Uh, so, but, okay, let me rephrase what I said earlier because I don't want to be misconstrued. I don't want to make a pick in the second round, not because I don't like the guys. I just think there's such a big clump mm -hmm. where there is not much separation, if any, once we get outside of those quarterbacks. Yeah, if you do that, let's say you move. Let's say you move your uh, – what trade can we look at here? The 212. Look, look, let's look at this one. The 212 plus the 1112 for the 410 plus the 5.03, which is a pretty big cost move up. Looking at the players, you're like, yeah, I really like what the person trading down got in that position, right? But mm -hmm. it's also the positional risk that you're risking there. You move out of there, you're probably not getting a running back. I mean, so you are going to be looking at your best running back maybe being Josh Jacobs. And a lot of people are okay building dynasty teams this way. It's just how I'm looking at it this year, I'm probably not okay with it. Yeah, but I also think that's part of the running back landscape. And I like the, the conversation because, yes, I have so many. When I go through my spreadsheet and I have all of my teams, and you, you've seen it, I have the mm -hmm. green, yellow, red. So much red. So, so much red. So much red. But especially this time of year, I am extremely conservative with the way I go about it because – you conservative in dynasty? No. no, 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 no. Let me let me explain what I mean here. I don't want to overshoot and say, oh yeah, that that positional group is green. That's green. That's green. This is a perfect team. So if I'm looking at backfields with with a, a lot of those those question marks here, and I have Javante Williams as a wide receiver. What the heck was I doing there? Uh, going through, like if I have a backfield of of Mixon, Pollard. Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, like it, it sounds good, but at this point in the offseason, because of all the question marks, all of the uncertainty, all of the infusion of talent in the 23 draft, all of the impending free agents here, where are they going to land? There are question marks there. And I that's certainly why at this point in the offseason, in these startups, we are seeing running backs drop after you get past those top five or six, I think. Yeah. Right. I completely so agree. I, while I think there is a constant flow coming in, I, I think overall the position it's, I mean, we have 11 running backs, 11 and 10 through five rounds. If you go back three or four years, even in super flex with tight end premium, probably fix, fif, 16, 15, 16, 17. I would guess there, it, it does elevate a little bit. It does. And I just, it's the type of backs that we're going. I mean, we've talked about this before is but dynasty loves to hype up. Like they used to, I don't think actually this year, it might happen a little bit more with Miles Sanders and all the free agent running backs. When a free agent running back goes somewhere else and gets paid. Oh man. Do we love moving them up to the second? It's like, no, no. Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy. Just hear me out on this. And it's like, well, he's probably not going to be the guy. I mean, I fully expect Tony Pollard to be like a third round pick once he gets franchise tagged. It's just to be like, good Lord, we're doing this again, aren't we? Yeah, it's once we get a little bit more clarity around players, even if it might not be the clarity we want, let's say it's a situation change, like mm -hmm. you said, not just because of the contract, because of the money, 
but it's a situation change. Everybody wants what, oh, there's a change. It's different. Now mm -hmm. it's intriguing. Now I can All be right? first on him. Yeah. So important to be first. Yeah, got to be first. Got to be first. Uh, but looking at the the startups themselves, mm -hmm. and we're going to be doing this throughout the entire offseason. That's why I'm keeping track of yep. that first wave that was during the season. Now we got these two. I believe we're going to see running backs elevating post NFL draft because we get more clarity. Mm -hmm. That's where people are seeing it as less risk by going with these running backs, as opposed to now when there are just so many landmines that could go off and just tank mm -hmm. a player's value. And I don't think that's anything, you know, it's not a revelation. It's, it's common sense. Yeah, it really is. And then you're adding in the rookie running backs coming in too. And we're going to hopefully have three to four of those coming in. I really like after Gibbs. I mean, there's three running backs there that I'm really happy to have as of right now, as long as they get the draft capital that we need. So we could see, you know, a little bit of the renaissance of running backs going a little bit higher in dynasty drafts, which I think is really interesting compared to what it's been the last full, I would say maybe three years to where like, you could get running backs the eighth round that were like starters on your dynasty team. Mm -hmm. I think we'll still see it to an extent, but it, like you said, what running backs are then we, we exactly. getting? I think yeah. That's the thing is like, sure. There's always been running backs early running backs late, but this is the first time in a long time that we, you know, what I'm looking back to is when Saquon was in his second year, when CMC was, I think second or third year at that point. I mean, yeah, you should be taking him then. But then we started having Javante Williams at the end of this, or like in the beginning of the second round in startups. Yep. And it's like, but why? I mean, he wasn't even doing anything on the field at that time and people were drafting him that high. So it's nice just to see that we have good talent now in the league. So we don't need to be doing that. Tight end. Yep. Now, remember, these are two PPR leagues. Mm -hmm. Are we seeing an overcorrection? Last year in startups, Andrews, Kelsey, and obviously he's an, another year older, but is he ever going to retire? Who knows? Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts going in the first to mid second. Oh, yeah. Now we are not seeing tight ends go off the board until end of the second, beginning of the third. Is it an overreaction? Is it an overcorrection like we see and have, have seen with the running back landscape? So of course it is. I mean, it's just what we do, right? I mean, if someone else is going earlier, someone else is going to go later. Right now, people, I mean, it's really the running backs that are going higher than them now because we probably have the exact same amount of quarterbacks and wide receivers that went ahead of, you know, Andrews last year. But Andrews had a bad year. And we all know, like, we're so good. Hey, these players are going to maintain value for four years, so that's why you want to get them. I mean, as we see, that's not really the case. But I think it's a huge overcorrection. It's it's why TJ Hawkinson is all of a sudden the tight end four right now because he had a great year and no one else did. So boom, tight end four. Is he going to continue it? Yeah, I think he is. So it's probably fair, but should Dallas Goddard really be going after Hawkinson? I don't think so, but he is. I mean, I think Dallas Goddard's a much better tight end in every facet of the game, but Hawkinson had the better year. So he's moving ahead. So yeah, the one thing that I did find funny is um, the Kelsey Kelsey's the only you on this sheet. You have what you show are reaches 
and you have things that are values. He is the only value on there that's like, well, he could retire next year. He is, but at the point that he's going middle of the third, Mm -hmm. and I think in uh, maybe public leagues, he goes a little bit later just because he is so old, especially if you get those Twitter leagues. So he goes a little bit later, even in two PPR. But yeah, like he just gives you too much at a position that lacks high-end depth. I mean, Kevin said it best. You know, he wants to get Hawk and Andrews on his team because last year proved the position sucks. I mean, it's true. And it, it has for a long time. I mean, the funniest thing I love bringing up in the DMs with John is Kyle Pitts. It's like you listen to every single dynasty podcast, every single NFL podcast when he came out, it's he is the greatest tight end to come into the league in the last 10 years. He's going to maintain his value. He's amazing. Yada, yada, yada. And yeah, he's kind of maintained his value, but he hasn't done anything on the field yet. So it's just one of those things to you just have to be so careful on bumping down the veterans of Kelsey and Andrews and Goddard and be like, no, no, Kyle Pitts is the next best thing. When I mean, I'm not even sure if the dude has a touchdown yet. And I, I certainly understand, but then you're going to have, on the other hand, people saying it's a short sighted view of this. Nah. Like, nah. I, but like, even though Kyle Pitts, we talk about value insulation he's dropped around and a half. And when you go from a mid first round startup pick that is a round and a half is significant. And I know a lot of people, they wanted to push well during rookie drafts or startups, his rookie season, this is the cheapest you're going to get pits. Well, that hasn't really played out. And it's not so much to look at, at those people and say they were wrong. Mm -hmm. It just comes down to the unpredictability of all of this. And like you said, we can sit here and say, yeah, this guy's going to have that insulated value for three years, four years. No worries. We're, we're always wrong. Oh, all the time. I mean, we're all wrong on players. All the time. I and just that, ha- but that's, that goes back to why I certain assets, I want to split them up yeah. because it limits the exposure. It limits the risk. And yeah, you're, you're going to miss out on some of these guys then. But I have some trades that I made. I, I moved off of pits, and I know in the Discord at the time, I got some votes on the other side. Maybe. And now I look at it here, and I'm like, okay, this, this, is, this is okay. Yeah, it's how you – so for anyone who's listening who doesn't really know what John does in startups, he is the trade-back guy. He always wants to trade back, and him trading up just doesn't happen very often. But – Hold on, hold on. You just you just let me talk for a minute, John. You just hold on there for a second. But the reason why you do that is because it's just it's like playing the lotto, right? You can either have one one ticket in it or maybe you have 10 tickets. And the more value you could get by moving back later in the draft and getting more players or more picks, whoever you're picking, just makes it so your team could be a more balanced unit instead of being really top heavy with a few good players. Um I, on the other hand, would much prefer to get the three really good players because even if, let's say one of the top three, I'm not going to say their names, one of the top three quarterbacks goes out and wrecks their ACL in August of next year, I can move him for that exact same value 
because that's just how good they are. And so that's why I'm okay moving up because I know I could get that value no matter what happens to that dude. But that's where we go from. And my, my point of inflection was the middle of the second in startups. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not talking about moving off of, unless it's a severe, severe overpay. So let's get into some of these startup trades. Okay. Okay. Now these are trades that have taken place. We're going to go through Mitch. I want to ask you now it's tough because you see the names, but if you're listening, I want you to think about in a 12 team super flex two PPR for tight end premium. Would you make the trade just because of the picks? And then we're going to assign the names. So first up, and this is from uh, one of the two drafts that are going on. 104, 709, and 804 for 206, 306, and 407. Uh, as much as I just said I love trading up those quarterbacks, I want the 206, 306, and the 407. That is just so – you're doubling up in the second, third, and fourth rounds. I mean, that's amazing. And so that's definitely what I want to do. Yeah, this was the one trade. Uh, obviously, I, I I I love getting up there for the, the 104. That, that's, mm-hmm. But you'll see in another trade, because I don't see that much of a separation between like the 104, 106, 107, 108. Yeah. There are opportunities and again i i don't have names of the managers on here so by no means are these knocks on anybody just what? observations what no no we're knocking if i say your trade's bad your trade's bad you need to come dms more for some more advice that's aggressive that's aggressive <laughs> man you need to you need to go back to bed here uh bring it down bring it down uh so 104 709 804 for 206 306 407 that turns out to be Jalen Hurts, Brandon Ayuk, and the 2023-201 for A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, and DeAndre Swift. I, I'm thinking about existing leagues right now, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lot of that's a lot to move. But if you really like Ayuk in the 201. Mm-hmm. I could see people preferring Ayuk in the 201 over Swift. Yeah. People hate Swift. That's true. So now it comes down to A.J. Brown and T. Higgins for Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's an absurd price. It's not absurd. No, it's not. Um, I think anyone looking at it just on name value is going to be like, oh, I'm taking the A.J. Brown, T. Higgins. But it's what it does to your team as well. So you have those three guys. You also have the other second round pick that you have the other third round pick that you have and the other fourth round pick that you have. And it's just what it does to building your team. When you have that, I mean, you're getting at least six picks in the top four rounds. Uh, it's pretty good. And your you certainly have a, a strong foundation, exactly. a strong base. You can still ruin it. I ruin those all the time. I mean, without a doubt, I can move back and completely screw my team over, but the hope it is, puts is you in a, don't do that. It puts you in a really good situation in year one, too. Mm-hmm. So the way that I'm looking at it for that 104 side, uh, a probable year one punt is probably the play. Mm-hmm. And then you, you look to to backfill positions. And obviously, you can use that. that uh, you, you can fill in the gaps at running back, certainly, because I think that's where the biggest – miss is going to be yep uh but 
I, I thought it was a high price. And you'll see when we get to another example, uh, probably, I mean, what about this one? 102 and 1311 mm-hmm. for 203, 703, and a 24 first. This turns out to be Josh Allen and Sky Moore for Watson, Deshaun Watson, 110 and a 24 first. Give me yes. Josh Allen there. Yeah, for me, it's that's the offer that I'm sending. So when I go into a startup and I'm trying to move up, that's the exact thing. That's exactly what I said. I send like the second. Usually I'll start up with like my eighth round pick and I'll throw in the first and I hope that's accepted. If not, I'm willing to bump up that eighth to whatever is needed to to get it. But no, I love that for Allen. Yeah, I'm, and you look at the the sides. Obviously, you're getting Ayuk in the two hundred one with that first trade. Mm-hmm. You're getting Sky Moore. And again, that's a conversation for for another day <laughs> yeah, with Josh whatever. Allen. But the the return overall, um, that would be a wash. I, I I the the second one is a price I'm willing to pay to get up to Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That, that that one, I would be far less hesitant than the first one. But again, if you want to get your quarterback, that's the price. That's the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but you could probably shop around a little bit more. That's all. That's all I'm saying here. All right. Next trade. 210, 403-510 for 109-809 and 904. This is a really similar build mm-hmm. to that first trade. It is. Obviously, when I mentioned the names, it was going to be a discrepancy with the quarterback, certainly. But so the 210, 403, 510, ETN, Dallas Goddard, 2 PPR, and Michael Pittman, or Justin Fields, Damian Pierce, Mike Williams. Yeah, I'm just not trading up for Fields. That's. That's my thing. So it would be, and that's the one thing you can look at. Well, you don't know the players. You do know who you're going to be trading up for. So like you knew you're trading up for that 109 to get fields. So in my opinion, I would just much rather have the two with the four and the five than trading up. I mean, it's not just fields there. It's whoever is right there around him, whether it's Dak or I was Deshaun. Say Dak. I mean, any of those guys, I don't want to give up that much value for them right now because I'm not sure if they're giving you enough of a positional advantage weekly over, over, oh man, I can't talk today. Um, All right. It's early over Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson. You could get three rounds later, you know, that's another one. I like that two, four and five. And that's our, that's our guy, Mm -hmm. Roy, his trade He's in the chat. Um, uh, Yeah. I I'm, I'm on that side as well. Okay. Next trade. This 210 was getting passed around here. Uh, I won't make any additional comment there. 210, 1009, 24 second. 210, 1009, 24 second. Or 411 and 502. Without the names associated, I had I knew what side I wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I could see myself going for the 210 there. I yeah, you would. That. You would. Yeah. But now, let's put names on it. ETN. Mm-hmm. James Cook, 24 second, or Josh Jacobs in 106. Huh, boom. I still want ETN. Done. See, that's an easy Josh Jacobs for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not buying into Josh Jacobs. 
I've seen you this happen it. before in Dynasty. Wait, someone's really good on their contract year for the first time, and then we're going to be like, no, no, no. We're going to bump him up. <laughs> Not going to happen, man. He was a top 10 running back last three years. Huh? Top 10's great. Is it off longevity? Just because, I mean, who else? There was someone else who was a top 12 quarterback or running back. Oh, the name's escaping me. And it was like, that dude has no value. Um, Crap. But right. you, I'll give you uh, that one, but no, I don't I, watch Josh Jacobs. I like that with the 106. Of so okay. you do. So if you're in the chat, if you're watching back on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast feed, drop a comment somewhere. Who do you side with here? Do you want that 210, 10 or 9 in 24 second or 411 and 502? Uh, and then we can look at the names attached. So that, that one might be a little bit more divisive here. All right. 212 and 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Or 410 and 503, really similar trade. Mm-hmm. But seeing the players that happen on this one, I want the trade back, right? But I, I could trade see back here too. I could see the trade up if you're getting an ETN or something like that. I just don't like the trade up for the 102. No, again, I, I think it's overvalued. I, I think you're paying for that. So the trade was 102 and Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. for Trey Lance and 105. I don't even like Trey Lance. That's true. But that 102 to 105, when things are all said and done, Trey Lance over Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. obviously very easily for me. So for me, this was an easy trade back situation. But this shouldn't surprise anybody because this is going into what I mentioned 25 minutes ago, where once we get to the middle end of the second, I want to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. I want to trade back. So give me a fourth and fifth for my second and then some later picks. Sign me up. Nah, give me them beautiful running backs, man. Yeah, I know. you. T- and and you have the nerve to talk about longevity just a few minutes ago. And, now, and then you want to spew running back. These ones are going to hold their value, though. I'm not worried about Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker also should have been the rookie of the year. He should be going in the first round this year. Wah, wah, wah. He didn't win rookie of the year. Build a bridge and get over I didn't it. even know that was going on. <laughs> Ronnie in the chat whining. Come on. 24 first or 611. Perfect value. Absolute perfect value. If I'm moving my first, I want to move it for someone else's sixth. I will move my seventh round pick for someone else's first. So six eleven is cutting the dif- difference perfectly. I love it. I'm I would do that in every single league. I have it tiered together. So I, I think that again we I, I talk about the point of a difference constantly. Uh, you would you would have to believe, and I don't know if Dobbins is necessarily the piece that's going to do it, but in a lot of situations, if somebody's moving their twenty four first, the plan is certainly to compete. But even if they don't, you know that they're not necessarily going to be looking to blow it up. So maybe it turns out to be a, a middle of the pack first in 24. So my, my point there is we would like to think it's a random first. I would think it would skew more towards the 107, 108 side mm-hmm. in Agreed. terms of randomness. That's what, what you're doing when you're moving your if you're giving someone else an extra startup pick, you should assume that you're making their team better for the upcoming season because that's what should happen. They're getting a better player to fill into their starting position while you aren't getting a player 
so you can get a draft pick for the following year. So you should fully expect that when you trade for someone else's first, that it's going to be a better team. I mean, if you're assuming that like, no, no, I'm a trade for this and it's going to be the 103, it's going to be very seldom that that happens. It does happen. It'll just be a little bit more seldom. Yeah, so the way that compares to where the 23 first went, Dobbins went after the 109 Mm -hmm. in the 2023 picks in the startup. So 109 for 24 first. Like you said, it's it's fair value. Mm -hmm. I I don't have a major issue overall with the trade itself. Um, Dobbins right in that range there. So yeah, I I think it's fair. I think that's a, a, a good conversation though when you're comparing the 24 picks versus the startup picks. All mm-hmm. right. So I want to go to the other draft and we'll try to keep this relatively quick. Um, Jeff says Stevenson before the 110 was my biggest no no. Guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm lower on Ramondre too, just with Patriots running back off season. So I mm-hmm. get it. All right. 107 and 1306. Mm-hmm. Or three ten and four oh three, and this is why I dislike that first trade we talked about. Okay, because this value is significantly better than the two oh six, the three oh six, the four oh seven fruits. Right. Right. Yep. And you got the seventh and eighth. But yep. so this was Lamar and Zeke, or Barkley and DK Metcalf. I want Lamar. Yeah, it's Lamar. Thought it out. So I, I think that's where we see if this trade didn't happen. And I think this one might be more of an outlier. Uh, again, I don't know who moved back out of the 107. Go to the next trade because the next trade is directly just like this. Yeah, actually, this this next trade. So I'm interested to see where you will go with this one because I know where is, I am. All right. It's 212, 312, 401 for 104. 1104, 1109. So very similar to that very first trade we talked about involving Hertz, AJ Brown, Higgins. So this is Mark Andrews, two PPR, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Smith, or Joe Burrow, Mike Evans, 207. For me, it's Burrow. And I love Andrews and I love Barkley and I love Devontae Smith, but I want Burrow. If so, that's the price that I'm paying, I probably wouldn't pay that price, right? If I had to pay that price, I don't mind it to get Burrow. So is this a Burrow versus Hertz thing? Is it an Andrews, Barkley, Devontae Smith versus A.J. Brown, Higgins, and Swift thing? What is it for you? Oh, it's the Hertz and the 201 and the other one and the Evans and the 207 in this one. I just, I'm not an Ayuk guy at all. But so for me with Burrow is... I played a lot of DFS, right, this year. Um, so so you're watching what's happening throughout the games when you're doing that. Um, do you know how many games Burrow almost had, like, 300 yards in the first half this year? It was obscene. Probably, probably and, and you watch that because uh, that 300 points, the break run, if you're getting the bonus points on DraftKings. There was times he's almost hitting it in the first half. And so for me, I'm not like a huge, hey, go get your pocket passer sort of guy. But how they built that team and how that team is, I just love Burrow. And I mean, I like Hurts too, but 
I get Burrow. And then, you know, if I'm trading up, maybe I have Herbert too. Oh man, that's what dreams are made of in Dynasty, man. See that this is interesting to me. I knew you would take the other side. No, no, no. no. I'm uh, yes, I, I will take the other side here. Um, you can get your again, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> no, 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 but again, it's you're doubling up in the second, third, and fourth. Same as the first scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting back a 10th and 11th here as opposed to a 7th and an 8th with Hertz. So for you, you would take Hertz. You would take Burrow, Evans, and 207 yes. over Hertz, Ayuk, and 201? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, it didn't take me long to get you pissed off this morning, but it did happen. That's good. No, Dude, I don't I, like Ayuk, man. Like, as, yeah, as, at some point. But but you want Evans, who is going to be playing with the Trask can. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I'm just going to no, say, no, no, Trask is probably not going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, Ayuk might be playing with Lance, so why don't you just calm down over there a little bit? All right. <sighs> See, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm just. I... It's just very interesting to me to take one side and one and the other. Mm-hmm. Well, the other side got AJB, Higgins, and Swift. I mean, yeah, I get that. I take AJB and... over Andrews. I would take Higgins over Barkley. And Swift, I'd probably take Devontae Smith over Swift. Well, let me, let, let's reframe it. Would you take Higgins over Devontae Smith? I'm going to take Higgins. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. My ass. Wow. Well, I would too. No, I we're talking about startup values here, John, not what I would actually put on my team. I would trade Higgins afterwards, but Higgins is valued higher in Dynasty than what Smith is. That's just how it is. I think it's minimal the difference. Uh well, there's a difference. I know you would take Barkley over Swift. Well, yeah, but one went the third round, the other one didn't. No, no, but the, the way we're comparing these, I, I oh, just... I said A.J. Brown over Andrews, yes. Higgins over Barkley, yes. But why are we swapping positions here? Just Because one think... A.J. Brown went in the second, Andrews went in the second. Higgins went in the third, Barkley went in the third. Swift went in the fourth, Devontae went in the fourth. So I'm not but switching positions. I'm just saying I don't second think round, would... second round, third round, third round, fourth round, fourth round. I don't think you would take T. Higgins over Devontae Smith. I would. You wouldn't. I would not take Devontae Smith in the third round. I would see myself taking Higgins there. Listen, I know you People love Higgins, man. I know you better than you know yourself, okay? People love Higgins. I'm not taking him for me. I'm taking him to move him to someone else who likes him that high for whatever reason. All right, I, I can't deal with this anymore. So a few more very quickly. My blood pressure is going through the roof. It's early. All right. 204, 409, and 504, or 201, 412, and 612. So you're moving up three spots each on those first two picks. Mm -hmm. Or wait, correction. You're moving up three spots in the first pick, and then you're moving back three spots in the fourth and moving back around and a half from the fifth to the sixth. All right, A.J. Brown, 105 and 106, or Deshaun Watson, Kittle and 106. Oh, it's AJ Brown. I mean, it's very easy, but I think the value. 107, 107. Yeah. No, what, what pick? 
Oh, <laughs> that's great. But j- just saying that I think that is fair value to move up. Taking the players out, you're moving up three picks extremely early in the draft. You're letting someone else move up a little bit later, three picks, and then giving them a round difference later. I think that's more than fair when it comes to value. All right. 411 and 502 or 206 and 1407, just based off the picks. This is very close to what we saw in the other draft. Yep. I want the 411 and 502. That comes out to be Goddard and Pittman or Brees Hall and Michael Thomas. Man, I like Brees Hall, man. I just like those running backs. I got to get these juicy running backs over to you. You, in, you do, but you don't have any of them. That's the thing is you traded out of all of them. So, Right. Yeah. Uh, I would take Goddard and Pittman over mm-hmm. Brees Hall and Michael Thomas in two PPR. Yeah, I mean, if looking at that, I could I could see it. But if I have that 411, I'm like, hey, I can move up and get name whatever running back you want. That's probably a trade I'm doing. Okay. All right. That's fair. So another discrepancy there. Uh, 310 or 509 and a 24 first. And this came out to be 104 or 108 and a 24 first. That's almost what I'm wanting to do. I think the value there is fine, right? If you're, you're pretty much giving someone two round advantage to move your first with it. Um, but I just don't like that 310. I just don't want to trade. There would have to be a specific player there that fell that I'm like, no, no, he's too far. I'm moving up. I couldn't just move up. Start of the draft. I'm not moving up for the 310 without knowing exactly who was there. Because like you said, there's the glut of players and there's probably not one there that I'm like, no, no, I need to give up my first to go up and get that guy. With the pit, I mean, again, 310, 509 first, give me 509 and first. Mm-hmm. When I see the players, well, the picks associated with it. Even more so. Uh, even more. Yeah. So I think that kind of shows the the difference between Mitch and myself, where we are with the the higher end running backs, looking to move back. Use and it, it, it makes sense because I came in saying mid-second, I want to start moving back. Mm-hmm. And to start the show, you said it's about a round later, mid, late third. Yeah. And that that really does check out with these specific trades. So I do think it's consistent. I just think you're consistently wrong. <laughs> could could All be. Right? Could be. All right. Anything else? This is a action-packed episode. Uh, you know, people are going to be taking part in a lot of startups, especially thank the Lord the DFS season is coming to an end. I can't oh. stand. Ugh. Dan blasts his his little leagues out in every group chat. And I'm like, oh, I know it's that time because I have 10 messages from Dan. It was so funny this week because it was like two spots are filled. Two spots are filled. Two spots are still filled. Like DFS, it's Dan, freaking stop. Well done. Thank you. I like it. That just came to me. All right. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. If if you did enjoy it, uh, we kind of have more in-depth conversations on our weekly episode of The Pivot Point. I would say... That's accurate, Mitch, right? Compared mm-hmm. to the the weekly show. Uh, Patreon, five or ten bucks a month, depending on the tier. Get in the Discord. Great conversations going on. Some fantastic leagues. Uh, and it's kind of where we pull a lot of our content from. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, link in the episode description on YouTube, on the podcast feed, wherever you listen to us weekly. For Mitch Sorensen, we didn't forget about Dan LaMagna playing DFS and all of his uh, Super Bowl 
stuff going on. Dan is just like a football fan. He is. Like he was going nuts over that Pro Bowl flag football. Nobody else is <laughs> talking. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so for Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody next week. Have a great Valentine's Day. Enjoy it. However, peace.